So ayan yung theme natin throughout the whole month of uh, October, we are discovering uh, the identity of the church. So we started with just talking about yung purpose. We revealed the purpose of the church, which is to, to declare, to display the mystery of the gospel. And that's really good news. Uh, last Sunday, we talked about the church that prays together. Very unique sa isang organization that you are not just praying for your needs, but you are concerned with the concerns of the people inside your community. And now, we are going to talk about the church that grows together. Everyone, everyone wants that to happen, right? Sino sa atin ang ayaw ng, yung simbahan mo ayaw mo lumago? You don't want the church to grow. Would you raise your hand? Oh, sige, ibahin natin yung question. Sino sa inyo ang gusto nyo yung church? Breadcom QC, our denomination, you know, our our care groups, you would like the church, the community to grow. Would you raise your hand? It's nice. That's nice to know. Paano mangyayari yun? How can that happen? You know, so uh, this morning, uh, we celebrated Reformation. We were, we, we're a Sunday earlier. Nag-celebrate tayo Sunday earlier than usual. Uh, we celebrated the Reformation service uh, at Breadcom Show this morning. Yung theme is United on the Journey to 2025. Ano yung 2025? It's a year. Anong year yun? Para saan yung year na yun? Yan ba yung year na babalik na si Lord? Parang nilagay na nung CRC. Okay, itong year, darating na si Lord. So, on the journey tayo to 2025. No, so about eight years ago, uh, the denomination leaders met ang tawag doon Banyuhay that happens every two years. Uh, merong vision na kinas yung leaders of the denomination that we will have 150 churches by 2025. Okay, 150 churches by 2025. Guess where we are right now? 150 churches by 2025. Guess where we are? Ate Amin. 100 plus. Okay, sino pa may guess? Sino pa may guess? So our goal for the denomination, 150 churches for 2025. That's how many years from now? Seven years. So in seven years, we need to have 150. One more guess. 25? One more guess. Eight? Eighty. Okay. Nalungkot ako nung eight lang. <laughs> Fifty-one. Fifty-one. So we're about maybe 33% on the way. One-third. And you have seven more years to go. Do you think it's possible? Do you think it's possible? Absolutely. Absolutely, not because of my capacity, not because of your capacity, but by the power of the Spirit. So what we're going to talk about, paano mangyayari yun? Paano natin ma-reach yung goal na yun? Again, that's a man-made number. Uh, ang gusto nating mangyari is makaranas ang simbahan natin ng growth, not just, you know, in organizationally, but also growth in, you know, in, in our personal lives. If you read books, attend conferences and programs, there are so many, so many things talking about church growth. And ang sasabihin, 
Ito, hindi aaminin to ng marami. Ah. Hindi aaminin ng maraming uh, people involved in church. Uh, ang sukatan ng success na church, ABC. ABC. Attendance. Ilan na kayo? Ilan na ang uma-attend sa inyo kada Sunday? Ano, ilan na kayo kapag, you know, on a monthly basis? Okay? B. Building. May facility na ba kayo? Kamusta? Saan kayo nagmi-meet? Yeah. Sa Jollibee? You know, sa Maxis? Or are you renting? Do you own it? So, better kapag you own a property. Better kapag meron tatlong level ng three floors na yung inyong uh, uh, ministry center. Yan. So, meron kang attendance, building. Ito, maraming hindi aamin, but you know, Sukatan ng isang successful na organization, in even churches, cash. Cash. Kamusta ang giving sa simbahan? Kamusta ang how are you supporting yourself and other churches? Let me tell you, those three things are very important. Okay? Your re- people attending regularly the service, if you have a good facility for you to have your own worship service and you have the resources to to sustain your uh, activities. So, mahalaga yung ABC na yon. Pero, ang gusto kong ibigay sa inyo ngayon ay isang tatlong bagay na that goes beyond the ABC of Christian growth or success. So, this afternoon, let me share with you three commitments, tatlong commitments ng simbahan that will help it grow. Okay? Three commitments that will help our church grow. The keyword here is commitment. Okay? It's not going to happen like that. It's not going to happen uh, without us doing something. And at the end, I will tell you what will make this com- these commitments work. So, uh, again, we will go back to Ephesians chapter 4. So, open your Bibles there. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 1 to 16. So let me read. You can follow me. Ephesians 4, 1 to 16. I'm reading from ESV. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Apostle Paul is still speaking here. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father over all, who is over all and through all and in all. But the grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. And saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, 
for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow in every way into Him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. Ano tong mga commitment that the church can do to, for the church to grow? So, three commitments that we need to have for us to grow. Commitment number one is a commitment to encouraging one another. Commitment to encouraging one another. Again, we, when we read this passage, keep in mind that Apostle Paul is in prison and he is encouraging people who are free, supposedly. And he said, I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling you have received. Ano yung gagawin mo? When, how do you do this? Sabi niya, be completely humble, be gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Kailangan sabihin to ni Apostle Pablo kasi ang natural tendency natin ay hindi maging patient. Ang natural na tendency natin, hindi tayo maging gentle. Hindi tayo naturally humble. Pag sinabi ng isang tao, humble siya, hindi siya humble talaga. That's why in verse 3, ano yung sabi ni Apostle Paul? Make every effort. Make every effort. Ano sa Tagalog yun? Pagsikapan. Pagsikapan mo. Gumawa ka ng paraan to make it work. It will not just happen. You know, encouraging one another and being patient with one another, hindi siya effortless. What will help us encourage one another? Apostle Paul carries on. Ito yung dahilan niya. Dahil, there is one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all. You are part of one body. The spirit that's working to your brother you don't really necessarily agree with is the same spirit that's working inside you. Maybe you're in a different journey, but you know you have the same hope. Maybe you are in a different you know situation, but you have one faith. Maybe you are in a different culturally uh, situation, medyo nasa ibang class ka, but you are part of one baptism, meaning you are part of one community, one family, which is God is your Father over all. This is what you have. In unity. Pero pastor, ang hirap lang talagang mahalin. Ang hirap i-encourage ng tao na iba mag-isip. I agree. 
I totally agree because, you know, encouraging someone, the person who needs encouragement the most is the one who needs a lot of patience from you. Okay? Let me, let me repeat that. The one who needs encouragement the most will require a lot of patience from you. The one who needs encouragement the most is the one that you need to you know, show gentleness. Pero, Pastor, paano talaga kung kakaiba kami? Talagang kakaiba kami. Kailangan ba we need to look the same, we need to act the same? Actually not. In fact, Apostle Paul uh, talks about this in another epistle in 1 Corinthians 12. Sabi niya, there are, kanina one, di ba? One spirit, one baptism, one faith, one hope. Ito, different kinds of gift, different kinds of service, different kinds of working, but the same God in all of them and in all men. Ito yung description ni Paul sa church. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, Though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. So, ang ibig sabihin po nito, Pastor Abit, hindi nyo pwedeng mapasayaw. Hindi ko gift yun eh. Hindi ko gift yun. Ang gift ko lang magpatawa. <laughs> magpatawa kapag sumayaw ako. Pero some people in the church are so gifted with that, that they they encourage one another. Some people are so gifted with, with music, you need to show it, brothers and sisters. If you're gifted with that, show it. But, you know, people are just, you know, gifted in, in helping out. That's why I, I really enjoy that we have this Martha ministry. Medyo negative yung connotation kapag Martha, but we are, you know, we are redeeming that, uh, that name. And so I'm, I'm so blessed when people say, Pastor, pumunta kami maaga, gusto lang namin tumulong. Gusto lang namin tumulong. Gusto lang namin uh, tumulong mag-prepare mag, uh, ng coffee o ng upuan. That's so amazing. That's, that's already a gift. That's a gift in itself. We, all, we don't have to all be worship leaders or, or pastors. We can just be encouragers. We can be you know, people in a group that's, that's wise. Ang tawag dito, in technical term, uh, unity in diversity. Yan. Sa mga organizations, you will hear that. Unity in diversity. But here's an encouragement from Hebrews 10.24. Let us consider, let us consider, let us think about it, let's contemplate how we may, how we may, ano yung word na ginamit? Spur one another. Does someone know how does this work? Ano ang spur? Alam ko lang yung NBA team eh. It's a metal part, right? And do you, you need that for what? Yeah? You need that actually in some cases for sharpening. Sharpening. We need to do that. You know, Following verses of Hebrews 10, uh, 24, 25, let us not give up meeting together even more so as the day, the coming of the Lord, 
approaches. So this is very important. We need to keep in mind that there's a need for us to encourage one another. You can encourage someone not just, you know, not just with speaking. You, encur- you can encourage someone with your presence. Sometimes yung mga kaibigan natin na kailangan ng encouragement, hindi nila kailangan ng solution sa problema na sinishare nila. Kailangan lang nila makinig ka. Yun ang natututunan ko lagi sa asawa ko. <laughs> na kapag may share siya sa akin na concern, tapos isolve ko yung problem, <laughs> dapat ganito ang gawin natin. So next time, ganito ang gagawin natin. Sabi niya sa akin, hindi makinig ka lang. I just need you to listen. I just need you to listen. So sometimes we need that. No, we need to encourage one another and that's a commitment. Commitment number two. It's a commitment to empower one another. So kung yung encourage is uh, two words, encourage, you put courage, right? Ganun yun eh. So encourage means you put, you add courage. Ang empower is you ano? you empower <laughs> you you let the person know that he has you know the ability to do something he has the ability to do something look at this verse uh, verse two, uh, 7 uh, paul says but to each one of you grace has been given as christ apportioned it it was he who gave some, some lang, not all, apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, not all. Ano yung role ng mga, ng mga statements na yun? Ano yung mga role nila? Ano yung sabi sa verse 12? Two? To prepare God's people for works of service, ano mangyayari when that happens? The body of Christ may be built up. Let's look at different uh, translations. NIV, yun yung binasa natin, to prepare God's people. So yung mga leaders are called to prepare in, in NASB for the equipping of the saints. Sino yung saints? Sino yung saints? Could you raise your hand if you're a saint? There you go. For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the body, to the building up of the body of Christ. Here's what I like with the message. Sometimes they, they hit it, you know, very nice. To train Christ's followers in skilled servant work. So, i-contextualize ko yan, i-contextualize natin. Breadcomb QC. God gave the elders, deacons, pastors of Breadcom QC to train Breadcom QC members in Martha ministry. <laughs> to train Breadcom QC members in prayer ministry. To train Breadcom QC members in music ministry. To train Breadcom QC members for you to be care group leaders. For you to be disciples as well. We need to do that because, you know, you need breadcom members. If you're a member of the church, you need to allow the leaders to empower you. Okay? The same way that, you know, the leaders of the church needs to make 
an effort to train and empower the members of the church. Okay. Ito yung problem when that doesn't happen. We have an example in the Old Testament kapag hindi yun yung nangyayari. We, you recall, nagkaroon tayo ng Exodus series, no? parang snippets lang of what happened in the life of Moses. Ito yung story in between. So, labas na sila ng Egypt. Ito yung the whole Israelites are going to the promised land and uh, you know a lot of things are going on. Here's what's one of the things that's happening there, Exodus 18. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around, nakatayo sila, around him, morning till evening. Do you, re- do you imagine that? Moses is there, serving as a judge, all the people are standing around morning till evening. Dumating yung father-in-law niya, si Jethro. Dumating si, si Jethro. And so, all that Moses was doing for the people, anong sabi niya? Ano tong ginagawa mo for your people? Why do you do alone, why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around from morning till evening? Ang sabi ni Moses, ito, because the people come to see me. People come to see me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Do you see the problem here? Do you see the problem? The problem here is Moses had that messianic superman complex. That he will solve everyone's problem. And, you know, sometimes you need to, um, you need to uh, rebuke me or remind me that I am not, I am not like Moses. <laughs> because sometimes I try to do a lot of things. Here's what, the father-in-law said, what you are doing is not good. What you are doing is not good. Trying to solve everyone's problem will not help them. You and these people who come out to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Okay, so pwede nating pwede nating uh, i-empower ang bawat isa Pero wag sana nating ipigil dito. Wag nating sabihin, bro, you're, what you're doing is not good. You will just tire people with what you're doing. You're not really uh, helping them out. If you stop there and you don't provide an alternative, what you will have is kaaway. <laughs> so you need to propose uh, an alternative. And that's what uh, the father-in-law did. I give you some advice, sabi niya. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their, their disputes to Him. Ano ibig sabihin nun? You pray for them. You represent your people before God, meaning, Lord, these are the problems of my people. I'm pleading for you on their behalf. That is your role, Moses. Pero may mga bagay na pwede mo namang ituro. Teach them the decrees and laws, okay, 
Ito yung mga verb na ginamit. Ha? Teach them the decrees and laws. Show them the way to live uh, and the duties they are to perform. But select capable men from all the people who fear the Lord, who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. So meron kang supervisor, meron kang manager, meron kang director, meron kang vice president, meron kang COO. You are managing different people. So, ang role ni Moses here is to, number one, to pray for the people. Pray for the people. Number two, to teach them what needs to be done. Number three, to select capable men. Ano yung mga, ano yung mga description? Ano yung description of these capable men? They are first and foremost, ano yung first uh, qualification? Ano yung first qualification dito? They fear God. They fear God. Number two, they are trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. Ano mangyayari, sabi ni Jethro? Have them serve as judges for all the people at all times. Have them bring every difficult case to you. Ikaw yung escalation. The simple cases, they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this, and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain. And all these people will go home satisfied. That is amazing advice. That is amazing advice. Mer- pero meron din tayong examples sa New Testament. It doesn't, did not just happen in the Old Testament. Here's what's happening in uh, the book of Acts. Remember, they are experiencing extreme growth. They are experiencing extreme growth in uh, chapter 6. Now in the days when the disciples were increasing in number, merong complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews kasi yung mga widows nila are being neglected in the daily distribution. So merong mga hindi nakakakain. Merong mga neglect na group of people in this congregation. So the twelve summoned the full number of disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word to serve tables. How does that make you feel hearing that? Pastor, parang ang elitista naman ng mga to. Parang ayaw nilang mag-serve. Bakit nila kailangan sabihin yun? It is not right to give up the preaching of the Word of God to serve tables. You know what? That's not being you know, an elitist or anything like that. Or They're not discriminating. They're saying, we want to prioritize the preaching of the Word first and foremost. We want to make sure that the preaching of the Word is a priority, is very important in our congregation. So, ito yung decision nila. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men. Ito yung description. Qualification number one, they, are good, they have good reputation. They are full of the Spirit and wisdom. 
they will be appointed to this duty, pero yung mga 12, yung mga apostles, we will devote ourselves to two things. Two things. Ano yung two things na yun? Prayer and to the ministry of the word. Prayer and preaching. What's the result? Ito yung resulta. The word of God continued to increase. You know, the reason why we have the Bible right now, the reason why we even have a worship service right now, is because the disciples at that time said, we want to prioritize preaching of the word and prayer. Hindi lang yung word of God ang nag-increase, the number of the disciples also multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and many of the priests at that time became obedient to the faith. Let me give a practical application. Next Sunday, uh, for the first time in our, uh, in our history in Breadcom QC, we are going to be led in our worship service by our young people. By our young people. They will do the preaching. They will do the praise and worship. Everything they will handle. And you know what? I'm, I'm so, so amazed that they said, yes, pastor, we will do it. In fact, they said, we're excited for the next, next month that we will do it. And we want to do this because kailan, at, kailan tayo magsisimula in empowering our young people? So next Sunday, please be here. Let's support our young people. Let's encourage them and let them know you can do it. You can do this. And that's a personal testimony of mine as well. The first time na I did an actual, yung on-stage ministry, I've been doing a little bit of uh, serving sort, sort of uh, Martha ministry in our church at that time. I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, just helping out with instruments, uh, cleaning things up. I don't know how to sing, but w- one of the worship leaders got sick. <laughs> got sick. And Sakton Sakto, Saturday, I remember that. Umakita ko dun sa church office. Nandun yung worship leader. Alam mong sobrang pagod na siya. Kausap yung church secretary. Pumasok ako. Sabi niya, Abit, pwede bang ikaw mag-worship leader bukas? Ano gagawin ko? I was 17 years old. And they said, ah, you can do it. You can do it. You know what? The Spirit of the Lord came down and everybody was just, you know, not, hindi totoo yun. <laughs> hindi totoo yun. Hindi totoo yun. Sintunado ako. Pinagalitan ko yung congregation. <laughs> yung nag-worship it, ano ba yan? Let's, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hindi tayo nasa funeral. Ganon yung, ganon yung encouragement ko. <laughs> and they allowed me to do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they allowed me to sing. But that was an encouragement to me that's, it tells me they believe in me. And because of that, you know, bad experience, learning experiences, I, I grew up. I, I, I developed. I tried to develop. 
And I hope that's what we that's how we empower the young people in our church and, and you know everyone else. Allow them to make mistakes. Allow them to make mistakes. But encourage them and empower them and show them, hey, here's what we can do when you fail. And speaking of failure, speaking of difficulty, that's something that we also need to commit together as well. Here's our third commitment. The commitment to endure challenges together. So when we empower and encourage one another, ito yung mangyayari. So let me just go back uh, very quickly. So ang function ng ating mga leaders is to equip, to train, to prepare God's people so that the body, the church, will be built up. Anong end goal? Until we all reach unity in the faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And here's what's going to happen. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. You know, as you grow up, you will experience different challenges left and right. And for us to really grow, we need to endure challenges together. We need to endure challenges together. Here's another passage from Hebrews and James. Hebrews 5.13, Anyone who loves milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature. Ano dapat mangyari? Who, by constant use, by constant use, have trained themselves, themselves to distinguish good from evil. Good from evil. But when he asks, sabi sa James 1.6, we went through the book of James uh, a few months back. When he asks, he must believe and note, not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. As we are growing up, there will be challenges that you will encounter left and right. And we need to endure that all together. Look at, again, what James 1 verse 2 says. My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy. It brings us joy when you fall into all sorts of trials. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect effect. So that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. I like this quote. Uh, I, I read this book uh, from, from time to time, uh, Nine Marks of a Healthy Church. It says there, a healthy church is not a church that's perfect and without sin. It has not figured everything out. Rather, it's a church that's continually, that continually strives and take God's side in the battle against the ungodly desires and deceits of the world our flesh, and the devil. It's a church that continually seeks to conform itself 
to God's Word. You know, as we equip each other, as we encourage one another and empower each other, and we are growing together, all the more that we will experience, experience challenges. Maybe it will be a challenge in your family. Maybe it will be a challenge in our unity. Maybe it will be a challenge externally. Or maybe it's just simple things that will cause us you know, division. But in all of those things, we need to endure challenges together because sometimes you know, the challenges can be either external or internal. And speaking of internal you know, internal challenges. How many of you know Charles Spurgeon? Charles Spurgeon, great preacher, right? He's probably the one of the greatest preachers uh, that you've heard or read or know about. See, Charles Spurgeon, what a great preacher. All his life went through depression. All his life. This is a preacher that battles depression every single day. This is a preacher that's not happy all the time. This is a preacher that when he goes home, he cries at night with his wife. So, do you see that picture? Napansin ba magka magkahawak sila ng kamay? That's, that's his wife, Susanna. So, this great preacher suffers from, you know, challenges from within. And later, when he died, his wife wrote something about him and their, and their journey together. Here's what Susanna Spurgeon said. I can see two pilgrims threading this highway of life together, hand in hand, heart linked to heart. True, they have had rivers to ford and mountains to cross and fierce enemies to fight and many dangers to go through, but their guide was watchful, their deliverer unfailing. Mahaba pa yung statement, but that's just an amazing statement. To know that as they went through difficult time, hand linked together, hearts linked together, and they are journeying together. What a joy it would be, church, if we can do that. If we can endure journey to our challenges together. You know, just this morning, uh, I saw a lady that I haven't seen in a while. So, kinamusta ko siya. Kinamusta ko yung lady and, and she said, Pastor, ayoko na. Ayoko na. Gusto ko nang umuwi. She, she comes from the province of Visayas. Sabi ko, bakit naman? Bakit gusto mo nang umuwi? Um, ang hirap pala dito. Ang hirap pala dito sa, sa Manila. You know, there are indicators why that will happen to her. Malayo siya sa, when she's here, wala siyang kasamang family. Malayo siya sa church niya, sa, sa Visayas. And, you know, I see her once in a while uh, in the church. 
and because his hand, her hand is not linked with someone else, he's, she's not connected with, you know, with, with the church community, it's even more easy, it's a lot easier to disconnect. It's a lot easier to say, ayoko na. But if you have people that you can say, let's do it, brother. Let's go together. Kahit na mahirap, let's, let's carry on. Kahit na, even if you're going through a difficult time, let's, let's journey together. Don't give up. I am with you, hand in hand, heart linked to heart. And we will face these rivers and mountains and fierce enemies together, these dangers together, because our guide is watchful, our deliverer is unfailing. That's what we need, church. That's what we need. So let me summarize. What do we need? What kind of commitment do we need for us to grow together? Number one, it's a commitment to encourage one another. Number two, it's a commitment to empowering one another. And number three, it's a commitment to endure challenges together. But you know what? I, I don't want to stop here because these statements are universally true. Even if you are not a Christian and you do these things, you will grow. Even if you are not a Christian organization, you are not a church, if you encourage your employees, if you empower them, and if you go through difficult times na mahirap yung inyong business, you will still grow. So if I just stop here, I'm just giving you, you know, life tips, life hacks, moralistic kind of message. And I don't want to stop there. What sets the church apart, why we talk about, you know, the church as set apart for a purpose is the last two verses of our passage. Paul says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. Mga kapatid, ang sukatan ng paglago ng simbahan ay kawangis mo si Kristo. The measurement of growth is Christ-likeness. The measurement of growth if you really are growing in the church, is you are looking more and more like Christ. So look at the person beside you. Look at the person beside you and ask that person, Sino na ang kamukha mo? Sino na ang kamukha mo? Sino na ang kamukha mo? Okay, two warnings, two warnings. The Bible says, bad company corrupts good character. So, one warning is, you need to be very cautious on who you follow because you will look like them. You will definitely look like them. <laughs> Sorry, na tawa ako bigla. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Okay, so bad company corrupts good character, but there's also a warning if you are following good people. That's actually even more dangerous. If you are following good people and not following Christ. Okay, I will name drop some people, alright? I will name drop. You know, not in the church. <laughs> not in the church. You know, because of social media, because of, you know, internet and, you know, uh, internet connectivity, it's easy to follow someone you're not in a relationship with. It's easy to follow Rabbi Zacharias. Yeah. This guy is a great, you know, theologian and he, he's a great apologist. So people follow him, you know, watch his videos and everything. People follow John Piper. People follow Tim Keller. Those are really great guys. Great, awesome guys. But you are following them from afar. And that sometimes can be dangerous. That can be dangerous because you don't have a relationship with them. There's also a danger. There's also a danger. Hindi lang yung mga, yung mga uh, outside the Philippines. There's also a danger if we follow personalities because they are so good. It can be dangerous to, to measure your growth, to measure your Christian journey with Pastor Nomer or Pastor Abbott. You know why? Because we make a mess of things as well. We are a mess sometimes. We also fail. We make mistakes. That's why our measure of growth is not a person that you see on TV or on YouTube, those who, those who wrote books or preaches a lot. The measure of our growth is Christ Himself. Kaya nga ang sabi ni Apostle Paul, because of course, Apostle Paul had so many followers, here's what he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. If I don't follow Christ, if you see Pastor Abed that's veering away from that, you need to correct me instead of following me into that place. Follow me as I follow Christ. And here's verse 16 in the message translation. We take our lead from Christ. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His every breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy, robust, and robust in love. Brothers and sisters, who's taking the lead in your life? Who is the source of everything you do? What is the motivation in your life? You know, those commitments are great things. We need to really encourage one another, empower one another, endure challenges together. But it will always be impossible to do those things if we are not connected in Christ. If we are not connected in Christ, that's why you know, John 15, 5 says, Jesus is speaking here. He says, I am the vine, 
you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him, he or she it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Kung ikaw daw ay nakakunek kay Kristo, you are bound to bear fruit, brothers and sisters. You are bound to bear fruit, for apart from me, you cannot do anything. So my question is, church, kanino ka nakakonect? Who are you abiding right now? The danger is, no, you are abiding in someone that will not sustain making you happy. You are remaining in something, your source of, you know, immediate satisfaction, but that immediate satisfaction will not last. So, kanino po tayo nakakonect? But here's the good news. It is not dependent on our capacity, on our ability to remain in Christ. The good news is we can remain in Christ because of His work. In the same chapter, Jesus says, John 15, 16, You did not choose me. That's a liberating statement. I did not choose Jesus. You did not choose me, Jesus says, but I chose you. Jesus chose you despite of who you are, despite of your past, your present, your future. He chose you. Hindi lang yon. I chose you and appointed you. You know, the other statement there uh, in another translation, I chose you and ordained you. Hindi lang pala pastor ang mga ino-ordain or elders. I chose you and ordained you that you should go and bear fruit. God chose you for fruitfulness, brothers and sisters. And that your, that your fruit, your your fruitfulness, your growth will remain so that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, He will give to you. You know, this is good news because Jesus did the choosing, not us. Because if it's us doing the choosing, I don't think we will do it. But Jesus, despite of who we are, chose us and appointed us to go and bear fruit, and that fruit will last. So again, my question, church, who are we connected right now? What is our measure of fullness and growth, our measure of security, our measure of success, is it connected in who Christ is in your life? Let us pray. Father, we, we come before you and we humble ourselves knowing that apart from your son Jesus, 
we don't have anything we don't have anything to prove we don't have anything to be proud of but we are so thankful Lord Jesus that you have chosen us that you love us while we were yet sinners while we were enemies while we are dead in our sins you have chosen us you have appointed us and when you chose us Lord God you have a purpose for us to be fruitful in our lives you have called your people for growth and fruitfulness as well and so as we continue to reflect on the purpose of the church our identity as one community help us lord god be reminded that you have be reminded lord god that you have called us for growth we have heard the challenge of our denomination to to plant more churches or 150 churches in 2025 lord if it's only our capacity if it's only our programs we we are just going to tire ourselves we are just going to exhaust our resources but when we are constantly connected with you we know lord god that we will grow lord help us make this commitment to encourage one another help us lord bear one another's burden help us be patient with one another because we are all pilgrims lord god with different challenges lord continue to help us empower one another continue to help us lord god tell people that they can do it that we will continue to be a church that will equip leaders not just workers but people who will multiply people will people who will make disciples and as we grow lord god it is absolutely certain that we will encounter challenges from within and even outside lord in those moments would you hold us together and help us endure challenges together hand in hand heart linked with heart because no, we know lord god that we cannot do this christian journey alone lord i pray for those who are disconnected in our community for those who were hurt in the past and they decided not to connect anymore in the church Lord would you encourage them that this is a safe space Lord forgive us when we did not make that happen when we made our church unsafe for for people to to open up when they feel when they felt that they were judged when they felt that they do not belong forgive us Lord God 
Would you help us humble ourselves and continue to connect, Lord God, with people who are seemingly out of reach from us. And I pray, Lord God, in all of these commitments, help us remember that it is your commitment to us that sustains us. Help us grow, Lord God, according to your will. We thank you, Lord God, for, for this time that we can remember and reflect on your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.